RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the District Court convicts seven prominent pro-democracy activists of organising and taking part in an unlawful assembly in August 2019. The government proposes revamping four core secondary school subjects, saying schools will be able to allot more time to other subjects. And restaurants have till the end of the month to confirm that their ventilation is either up to standard or that they've installed specified air purifiers. The District Court has convicted seven prominent pro-democracy activists of organising and taking part in an unlawful assembly on August the 18th, 2019. It was one of the biggest anti-government protests of 2019, with organisers claiming a turnout of 1.7 million people. Sean Kennedy has more. Founding chairman of the Democratic Party, Martin Lee, media tycoon Jimmy Lai and former lawmakers Margaret Ng, Sid Ho, Lee Chuk Yan, Albert Ho and Leung Kwok Hung had all denied the charges against them. Former pro-democracy politician Onok Hin had earlier pleaded guilty to organising and knowingly taking part in an unauthorised assembly, while a ninth defendant in the case, former lawmaker Leung Yu Chung, pleaded guilty to participating in an illegal assembly. In a written verdict, Judge Amanda Woodcock said police didn't object to the Civil Human Rights Front's application to hold rally at Victoria Park, but had rejected a request to march to Central to hold another rally. The other rally went ahead. Judge Woodcock dismissed a suggestion that the activists were only taking part to help disperse the crowd, noting that some of them were carrying a huge banner at the front of the march. The judge will hear mitigation sentences before passing sentence. The government has proposed revamping four core secondary school subjects by reducing lesson times. In a statement published today, the Education Bureau said they would optimise the four core subjects, Chinese, English, Mathematics and Liberal Studies, which has now been renamed Citizenship and Social Development. Mervyn Cheung is from the HK Education Policy Concern Organisation. He says the reduction in lesson times could enable schools to allocate more time to other subjects like arts and sciences. The students have been so much criticised for their lack of knowledge and command of expertise in the science and technology areas, as well as in arts and sports. So can they be given some training and some activities in these areas so that they can be more all-round and be better prepared to take up education in the universities? Under the changes planned for Liberal Studies, Education Bureau advisers propose having the subject content focus on three themes, Hong Kong, the nation and the contemporary world. The number of teaching hours will also be more than halved. An executive committee member of the Liberal Studies Teachers Association, Catherine Lowe, says she doesn't think students will be trained in critical thinking and is worried they'll be reduced to rote learning. Because of the teaching time and on the curriculum inside, and then I, I think that even the teachers will just use the original method, that is to talk and talk to teach the students the content, the knowledge content only, and train up the students to have a pass or fail based on the assessment. So it won't be more interactive anymore. Restaurants have until the end of the month to confirm that the ventilation in their eateries is either up to standard or specified air purifiers have been installed. The stricter rules came following an outbreak linked to a restaurant at a Chimsa Choi shopping centre. A government advisor who inspected the restaurant said ventilation systems there were not up to standard. Dr Anthony Law, a professional engineer in indoor air quality assessment, says it may be more cost-effective for restaurants to invest in air purifiers. Raising the 
air change free by fresh air is definitely more costly because the energy bill you have to pay monthly thereafter. But comparatively, using air purifier, things like that may be with a lower cost because the power consumptions for that device may be lower, but the cost may also need to go into replacement of the filters. We are still looking into this kind of calculations, but uh, it seems to me that using a mitigation device like air purifiers or maybe UV radiation device may be uh, having certain savings. A landlord group says it's unreasonable that only tenants would have the power to terminate a lease in the first four years. This is one of the recommendations from a government task force on subdivided flats. Shea Hingwan, who heads the Hong Kong Owners Club, told RTHK that there should be a one-year break period for landlords to get to know their tenants and end the contract if there are any issues. He added they should also be able to get back the flats early if they want to rent them out to relatives. President Biden has unveiled an infrastructure investment plan on a scale not seen in the United States in decades. The two trillion US dollar package aims to modernize roads, repair bridges and promote climate initiatives, in the process creating millions of jobs. He said the package would help the United States stay ahead of China. It's time to build our economy from the bottom up and from the middle out. I'm proposing a plan that builds a fair economy that gives everybody a chance to succeed. It will create millions of jobs, it will grow the economy, make us more competitive around the world and put us in a position to win the global competition with China in the upcoming years. China has again rejected attempts to sanction the military leaders of Myanmar at an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council. Its envoy said the move would only aggravate tensions. Earlier, the UN special envoy urged the council to take action. The BBC's Peter Bowes has more. The United Nations Special Envoy on Myanmar, Christine Schreiner-Bergner, told the session a bloodbath was imminent because of the military's intensified crackdown on anti-coup protesters. She also warned of the potential for civil war. Activists say more than 500 people have been killed by the security forces in the two months since the coup. China's UN ambassador told the session Beijing was working with all parties in Myanmar to reduce tensions. It's emerged that the head of a British gambling firm was paid more last year than the combined total of all the other bosses of the country's 100 biggest listed companies. Denise Coates founded Bet365 20 years ago. Politicians have accused the firm of fueling gambling addiction, but the company says it has measures in place to protect its users. The BBC's Ben King has more. The rise of the gambling website Bet365 has turned the founder, Denise Coates, into one of Britain's richest women, and her latest salary is her biggest yet. She received $580 million in the year ending March 2020. That's a 50% increase on the headline-grabbing sum she received the year before. On top of that, she claims more than half of the privately owned firm's dividends, another $66 million. Her earnings for the past two years come to over a billion dollars. The number of coronavirus deaths in Brazil has hit a new monthly high, with over 60,000 people dying from the disease in March. The BBC's Will Grant has more details. The latest spike has heaped further pressure on the country's desperately overwhelmed healthcare system, with ICU wards in many states already at capacity. It has also heaped pressure on the country's embattled president, Jair Bolsonaro, who is facing the political battle of his life to remain in office as the numbers worsen. His popularity has slumped, especially in the wake of the re-emergence of the former president, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, 
Ex-President Lula has led much of the criticism of President Bolsonaro as the Brazilian leader has attempted to challenge local governors over the lockdowns in their states. The French President Emmanuel Macron has put mainland France back into lockdown for four weeks from Saturday. In a national televised address, he said all but essential shops would shut and people would again be asked to work from home. He added that from next week, schools would close for three weeks, with exceptions for the children of key workers. But he said people would be given the Easter weekend to get themselves to where they want to spend the lockdown. President Macron said the end was in sight if France worked as one. Si ce soir, je m'adresse à vous... If this evening I address you with as much humility as determination, it is to tell you that we will keep trying to take stock of the epidemic and the next steps. And it is to tell you that if we remain united in solidarity, if we know during the next few weeks how to organise ourselves, then we will see the end of the tunnel and we will meet again. New restrictions are also coming into effect elsewhere in Europe. Slovenia has introduced a 12-day shutdown. In neighbouring Austria, Vienna is one of several regions which are again telling people to stay at home. The BBC's Bethany Vell reports from Vienna. Intensive care units are coming under increasing strain as severe cases of coronavirus rise. Once again, people have been told to stay at home, except for necessary activities such as food shopping, work, exercise and helping family. Non-essential shops, hairdressers and museums have been closed. Air-filtering FFP2 masks are already mandatory in shops and on public transport, but in Vienna they will now also be required in several popular squares and outdoor areas in the centre of town. The Afghan Health Ministry says it's resumed its polio vaccination campaign in Nangarhar province after three health workers were killed there on Tuesday. The operation had been temporarily suspended after their deaths. But Dr Dastagir Nazari, the spokesman for the Afghan Public Health Ministry in Kabul, said the whole nation had been impressed by the way their colleagues were determined to carry on. All those female staff who are working in Nangarhar city was ready to start the campaign and they said that at the cost of our life, we will continue our job and keep going to vaccinate and the five children for the sake of safety of our children and the eradication of polio. Afghanistan and neighbouring Pakistan are the only two countries in the world where children catch wild polio, but vaccine drives are often the target of attacks. As the trial in the United States of the white police officer accused of killing George Floyd goes into its third day, prosecutors have played distressing video of the encounter from police body cameras. The officer, Derek Chauvin, has pleaded not guilty. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. It was another harrowing day in court as prosecutors used extensive footage from police body cameras to lay out the encounter from start to finish in devastating detail. Step out and face away. Please don't shoot me, Mr. please. The video showed Mr. Floyd in panic and distress from the moment police approached him at gunpoint. By showing the incident from every angle, prosecutors are seeking to demonstrate to the jury that there was no justification for Derek Chauvin to use a dangerous neck restraint. Finance news now. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,695. That's 316 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $89 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.63 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 71 cents. 
Sports now, and we start with football's World Cup qualifying and a shocker in Germany. Joachim Löw's team were beaten at home 2-1 by North Macedonia. Napoli midfielder Elif Elmas scored the winner five minutes from time to hand the Germans their first World Cup qualifying defeat in 20 years. Germany sit third in their group, three points back of the leaders Armenia and behind the Macedonians on goal difference. There were no problems for France, Italy and Spain. All three recorded wins against lower-ranked opposition. England made it three wins out of three. They defeated Poland 2-1 at Wembley thanks to a late goal from Harry Maguire. Former England winger Chris Waddle was at the match. I've got to say, England are a better team, no doubt about that. I did think England would win tonight, and they have. Yes, they made hard work of it. They should have killed the game off by half-time with the way they created chances. And wasteful, I've got to say, bad decision-making. John Stones give Poland at least a life with that silly mistake. Caught in possession when he should never have been. Um, but give England credit, they stuck at it. And what a wonderful winner from Harry Maguire. Major League Baseball returns tonight with the New York Yankees hosting the Toronto Blue Jays in the opening game of the 2021 season. It's a full 162-game schedule with a limited number of fans allowed in some stadiums. The World Series champions, the LA Dodgers, open on the road against the Colorado Rockies. The Dodgers are obvious favourites, but a few other teams in the American League are also worth watching. Here's our U.S. sports commentator, Ray Jovanovich. I think the American League Central is also going to be exciting. The Chicago White Sox are a talented young core, and they will make manager Tony La Russa's return season a fun one. I remember La Russa 35 <laughs> years ago when he was managing the Chicago White Sox, so that should be very interesting. Minnesota Twins, of course, always always tops in the American League Central. Finally, I think the Los Angeles Angels, this could be their season as well under second-year manager Joe Madden, formerly the Cubs. In spring training's first week, Shohei Otani threw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, and he hit a 468 homer in the same game. This Angels team is going to be tough. The ANA Inspiration, the first of the year's women's golf majors, gets underway today at Mission Hills Country Club in California. Here's a preview from the BBC's Ian Carter. Well, this event celebrates its rich history with this the 50th edition of a tournament that's become a firm favourite on the women's calendar. By Sunday night, someone will be leaping into Poppy's Pond, the penalty area that guards the 18th green, in celebration of landing one of the game's biggest titles. Korea's Mirim Lee is defending champion and faces stern competition from the likes of Nelly Corder and Lexi Thompson. No Britain has ever won the title. Mel Reid, Charlie Hull and Georgia Hall are among those trying to alter that fact by making history in the California desert. To end the news, the top stories once again. The District Court convicts seven prominent pro-democracy activists of organising and taking part in an unlawful assembly in August 2019. The government proposes revamping four core secondary school subjects, saying schools will be able to allot more time to other subjects. And restaurants will have till the end of the month to confirm that their ventilation is either up to standard or that they've installed specified air purifiers. The news from RTHK. To help businesses in need of cash, the special 100% guarantee product under the SME Financing Guarantee Scheme has been extended till year end. With the loan ceiling raised to 18 months of wages and rents, up to $6 million with 18 months of principal moratorium, 80 and 90% guarantees are provided for larger loans. For details, contact lenders of the scheme or visit hkmc.com.hk slash sfgs. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. 
you can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. I'm haunted by desire. 